Welcome to Life and Death on the Fringe. I'm Maggie. And I'm Janelle. And we are back from what feels like a forever break. I'm so, I feel so bad about leaving everyone on a cliffhanger for part one. But let's be real. We were so sick. We were so sick. And like we're still getting over it. That was yeah. the worst cold I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Slash flu bug slash whatever the hell that was it was awful i know i still have to be here i not laugh or else i just cough yeah I, we can hear it in your voice still, can you still i can hear it i can hear it in mine i can hear I know, it in yours and like oh my gosh i hope to never be that sick again. i don't think i've ever been that sick and it, what's weird is that it wasn't covid but it felt like it could have been but it wasn't yeah i think thankfully we haven't had covid no, we haven't. Oh, so God let's would. don't jinx it. No, sorry, not never, ever, ever want to have COVID. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that and we were just slammed. We did some things with our the other part of our life that were first time large events for us that kept yeah, we us own really another busy. Business, yeah. So we apologize for the the long break but it was best intentions yeah no we thought we were going to be all badass and record back to back that did not happen not even close nope nope so sorry about that sorry about clearing my throat it's probably gonna happen a lot well you gotta do what you gotta do did you i have my water with me your your trusty water (laughs) trusty wawa don't make me laugh like that Well, hey, we got to have something because it's been rough. It has been rough. has been rough. Okay, so we are part two, Women of Laredo. Uh, Before we jump in, do we have any other business? Mm, No, I don't think so. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but we did get a cool email. You want to talk about that? Oh my gosh. And I didn't, I don't know if we can say your name. Um, I, I didn't ask. I was just so excited, but, uh, we got an email from a listener, um, just letting us know what her, our podcast means to her. And she has a queer kid and we have a queer kid and it was just really nice, um, to talk to somebody, (coughs) excuse me. So I don't know. Thank you for sending that. We really appreciate it. It made me feel like a million dollars. A million dollars. It was really nice. It was really nice to get it. So we appreciate you sending that email. Um, we do our best to respond to every email that comes in. So if you have a case suggestion, you can email us, DM us. We're on Instagram at Life and Death on the Fringe at Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're also on TikTok and the same. And Gmail, although we're, we're not, we are on TikTok, but not really. We kind of are, and we kind of aren't. Every time I get on TikTok, I remember how much I hate TikTok, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just too old for TikTok. I don't really get it. I don't know. I mean, that's what happens when you get to, like, past 45. You're like, what is this newfangled thing? <laughs> What's my excuse? Uh, I don't me. know. You're you just don't like the platform, I guess. It's it just feels a little schizophrenic to me at times. It does, it does. I find mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's just not my favorite place to be. Word, word them up. I know, I know. Well, and we not for nothing, but have a couple of other businesses, and we're always on Instagram to promote those. Yeah, yeah. It just seems easier. Yeah, and by the time I'm done doing that, I just don't want to get on TikTok. So that's yeah, going to be the truth of, of it. Social media, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, so, let's do this. Let's again, get it. Super sorry that it took us a while to get out. Part two, thank you for everyone hanging in there. If you haven't heard part one. Do it now. Yeah. Hopefully this will connect <laughs> nicely. It's so 
angry. Do it now. No, it didn't. <laughs> it just sounded like, <coughs> hey, me. maybe listen to that one first. It'll make more sense. Yeah, and I'll do some recaps too. Oh, God, I thought I, I didn't think I'd cough this much. It's happening. It's going to happen. I'm by the window. Got a little coldies. All right, you ready? I think so. Hold on, let me get this warm thing. Coldies. Okay, so Women of Laredo Part 2. So it's been a minute, so I just want to recap a little bit, if that's cool with you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so far, we've talked about two murdered women. They were murdered with similar gunshot wounds. They have 40 caliber rounds next to them. They were found within miles of each other. Right. They knew each other, and they were both sex workers. Right. Right. We ended with a manhunt for... (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because, like, oh, my God. I've played that clip for you. The tomfoolery that happens with this man. It's ridiculous. Doc Ortiz signing out. He said, like, he was going to try to suicide by cop, but he just hung out in the back of a truck for a couple of hours. Like a coward. Here I am. But what did he say? He was like, you're freaking me out, man. You're freaking me out. When they went to arrest him at the gas station. Yeah. And then he books it like a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you commit crimes and then the police come and find you. And not even like little crimes, like murder. Yeah. Piece of human garbage. He's a scumbucket. I was going to say something much meaner than that, but. That's okay. Fecal matter. <laughs> yep. Okay. And meanwhile, everything's happening, and they're doing the manhunt, and then Lagordi Loca there, Priscilla. That's right. The whole thing. Lagordi Loca. She's a she's a bad bitch. She, is, she really is. Haven't bad gone bitch. on her Instagram or Facebook. Do it. It's oh so God. worth it. Not only is she a bad bitch, but she looks like a bad bitch. I know. When I saw her, I was like, God damn, get it go. I know, right? I know. She looks like she could just tear you a new asshole just by staring at you. She probably can. Uh-huh. I can feel it. And she is fierce <laughs> and a fierce advocate. She really is. What, I what a badass. That. I know. I wish I could be her. Working She's awesome. on it. Okay, so while the police are yelling for Juan... Yeah. Because that's what they chose to do in that instant. A call is coming in on the police radios saying that they found another body. Oh, no. Okay, so this is happening, like... Simultaneously. At this, I can't say that word. So at the same time... <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry in about the coffee, guys. parallel universes. Yes. At the same time. Simultaneously. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say it. I, tr- I was going to try. But I, I got can't. you, though. I said it. Okay. <laughs> um. So they... Find another body, and based on the scene, the responding officers believe that it was it was connected. So the woman found was Griselda. Cantu. Some of the stories say Hernandez. I don't know if Hernandez was a married name or not. Okay. Um, but it sounds like her family name is Cantu, like her siblings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Griselda, she was found off of I thirty five, and near her body were forty caliber federal casings. Same as the other two. Absolutely. So like, like the exact same. There's no reason to think it wasn't connected. Right. With the other ones. <clears throat> okay. So I just want to talk about Griselda a little bit. Because again, anytime we have like spree killers or serial killers, it often becomes the killer. And we are going to talk about him a little bit, but I want to talk about. But we're mainly just going to poke fun at him. <clears throat> because yes. he's an idiot. Yes. So her older brother, Joey is the one that ends up speaking at the trial 
you know, um, for one, but like a victim impact statement. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who speaks to this, the press most often in reference to this case. Um, they lost their mom. Griselda and Joy lost their mom when they were two and four. Whoa. They were raised by their grandmother. It wasn't super stable, you know, but Joey always remembers Griselda as being like his protector, even though she was younger. Oh, wow. She was two years younger. So he said, quote, she will always be the six-year-old girl who I would wake up in the middle of the night and she would and she would wake up in the middle of the night and walk her eight-year-old brother to the bathroom because he was scared of the dark. Aww. Yeah. And they, they their rooms were on opposite sides of their grandma's house. And so he would yell for her. Oh, And she would gosh. come to him and then walk him to the bathroom. Because he was scared oh, of the dark. Yeah. He'd, she'd also fight for him in school like he'd get himself in trouble and she would do the fighting uh i had a brother like that that just had a really big mouth and not the size to back it up but i had the fierceness so i was i, I, I knew you'd relate uh, yeah i mean but they were my younger brother they are my younger brother by two years but i get it like sometimes siblings just gotta jump in there yeah, yep that's unfortunate that he's having to do that for her now but i'm glad he is mm-hmm. you know well, he um, he actually went to prison when he was 15, so and he spent 23 years in prison. Whoa. I don't know for what. Um, he seems like a pretty solid dude now, so I don't want to drag mean, him. I mean, the thing is, life happens, and we live in a society where being incarcerated is, it's like this punitive, horrible system, and it just goes on and on and on. Right, and I mean- And it's was... about making money. It's not about justice in well, any way. No, no. And I mean, he was 15 when he went in, so it's far out side of like getting out when you're 21 is going into juvie you know what i mean yeah. i don't know what it was but yeah he actually had gotten out of prison about like a two or three months before griselda was murdered mm. and so he said that like they would facetime and they would always set a time to meet and she would cancel mm. so he actually didn't see her before she passed oh my god um, so he got out of prison and they were planning to meet up but she never was able to make it he's he said he got the distinct feeling that she was ashamed and so she would cancel oh my god yeah that's awful i know i, I know. mean that's an understatement but you know what i mean i know i know um she was a mother of four she had two daughters and two sons um she lost her kids when they were still little like to the state you mean she she did lose them to the state, so CPS took them. Three of them were adopted by an aunt. I don't know what happened to the fourth kid. I couldn't find it. Okay. Um, two of her children, a daughter and a son, also speak with media even still as we come up on anniversary dates of their of her murder. You know. So they must have had a relationship. She must didn't. have. They didn't, really? and they talk about their regret. Um, and her son actually said that he spent so much time hating her and his regret is never being able to apologize for it. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That kind of regret just is horrible. Yeah. So, and I mean, she struggled with addiction. Um, she talked to Joey frequently when he was in prison and Joey, she, that's her brother? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was always saying how she wanted to clean up her life and get her kids back, but she couldn't get out of the, the addiction. Like the cycle. cycle? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why she was on the avenue. I mean, that it's designed that way, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. in this country, it is designed that way. Well, and I mean, she lost her mom when they were super little. Dad wasn't in the picture. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like they never stood a chance, it sounds like. They really didn't. And they're... 
home life with her grandmother was not forever. It didn't last very long. And I don't know what happened after. I don't know if they were words of the state after that or not. Damn. But they just didn't have a stable life, unfortunately. Damn. I know. I know. So her kids never really got a chance to, like, make that connection with her, even though she really wanted to do that at some point. Um, she lived... That's her dog. Her <clears throat> dog is just having a lick fest all of a sudden. <laughs> Anyways. She's real cute. We'll post a picture of her. Anyway, uh, Griselda, she loved to dance. Uh, she loved cheerleading. Cute. She loved electric music and Tejano music, of course. Oh, some house Selena. music. And some yeah. Selena. Selena. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. So, they get a call about... Griselda's body okay. being found. Yeah, Juan is now in custody after his thank fucking god weird Facebook messages that Freaking he out, left. Man. Doc Martinez signing out. I know. Oh, wait, what was it? Is it Martinez? No, it's Ortiz. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> Doc Ortiz. Doc Ortiz signing, signing out. out. Tell my family I love them. Uh, no, you tell them yourself, you coward. Do you? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, do you? Do you? <laughs> like, is that a real thing? Um, so. I just want to talk about Juan. I want to give a little backstory on Juan. <sighs> okay. Yeah, we got to do it. We got to do, do it. We got to do it. We got to do but. it. Okay. So Juan was born in Brownsville, Texas, and he was the oldest of four children. So all the reports that I saw, it was super weird because like, okay, we've got so far three female murder victims or sex workers. They've had a really tough lives. And so many times you just see them listed as like a group and then sex workers, right? And all the, all the article, every single article I found, unless it was interviews with the family, talk about how Juan was an all-American. Oh, no, I knew that was coming. Right. Oh, you know, he grew up in Texas and he's just this wonderful And he loves sports. And these... Sex workers. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So they call it, him like... Like, you can literally be the shittiest man. Obviously. And still be called all-American. But if you're a woman and a sex worker, then what are you? You're less than worth mentioning as a your own person? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, really shitty. Yeah. So... He played sports in high school. He went to church. Of course he did. Um, he was a member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which, I'm sorry, what the fuck is that? Oh, I've heard of that. Because I grew up in Pentecostal. Do Christian athletes athlete differently? <laughs> uh, yes. What? Kind of, yeah. They'll, like, pray before they scuttle the ball or whatever the hell they do. <laughs> and, like, I'm serious. I've seen it. I've it's seen wild. It, it's I wild to me. That. And, like, going to Christian schools... Like, the super macho dudes that are, like, rah-rah patriarchy plus football. It's it's gross. I believe it. It's extra gross. I mean... And like, God and football. Woo! Makes you all American. <laughs> it makes you Juan Ortiz, apparently. Yeah. Well, and he was part of an Assemblies of God youth group. So oh, like, see, I grew up in AFG, and it was very... Yeah. Blech. Yep. So, like, it's like some... It's like the ingredients to make a serial killer... When you add the sprinkling of patriarchy on the top. Yeah. No, you got religion. And the area. We're in Texas. You got, you know, this whole idea that, like, because you're a Christian, you're better than other people, which is why he probably felt it was okay for him to treat people the way he did. It's awful. I know. I know. So I guess that makes him all American. Yeah. That that's the definition. It kind of sounds like it. I know. It does sound all American. It, it 
really does actually. Um, so to add to that also, when Juan was old enough, he joined the Navy. Oh God, plus the military. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sprinkle in some more violence. Yep. And he joined the Navy July 2001 as an emergency med tech, which is probably why he calls himself doc all the time. Uh, but he's not actually a doctor. I didn't see anything that said he was a he's doctor. He's just a med tech and he calls himself doc. Yeah. He has a master's in something completely unrelated, and we'll get there, but okay. he was a med tech. I also am a doctor. I've read a lot of books. <laughs> Stop. <coughs> Stop that. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> audiobooks. Oh. I've read a lot of audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> we're gonna get through it don't worry sorry everyone no i mean you don't have to apologize it's not your fault plus i'm cra- i'm cracking inside jokes over here <laughs> we're gonna get a one-star review she wouldn't stop coughing uh if somebody leaves us a one-star review because you're sick like can i just probably just that? move along <laughs> our good friends twisted listers Got a shout one-star. out! Shout out! <laughs> they recently got a one-star review because they were talking about New Mexican food, and Diva, one of the hosts, said that Mexican food here is not as good as it is in Cali, and they got a one-star review from somebody here. <laughs> oh my God, petty, <laughs> petty queens! Also, not for petty nothing, queens. but New Mexican food and Mexican food are different. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, anyways, it's all good. It's shout a out small distinction, but you know. I love those guys. It's Anyways. actually not that small of a distinction. <laughs> no, it's a huge distinction. <laughs> <clears throat> but okay. that's funny that they got a one-star review for that because people are petty. <laughs> what? Like, of all the things that... Anyways. Yeah. Don't at me because I'm sick, guys. Unless you want to tell me that it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, okay, so he joins the Navy 2001 as an emergency med tech. Um, the people that are serving with him still talk about what a great guy he is. Oh, He's a great murderer. Uh-huh. Rah, rah. They say, because he didn't hit women in the clubs, that he was a guy you can trust. That's the bar. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a low-ass bar. murdering <laughs> outside of the club count in any way, shape, They didn't or talk film? about it. <laughs> what the fuck? It's just a guy you can trust. A good guy. So you your hit sister on women will in the be bars. totally safe with this dude. Yeah. Sure. What about your daughter? Huh? Just think about that. It's probably fine. Mm-hmm. They're just women after all. Mm-hmm. So this trustworthy guy, again, that's a low That's a low bar because he doesn't hit on women at the clubs. Anyways, so the, he was... The curb. <laughs> yeah. The curb. The curb. So he was in the Navy but spent most of the time with Marines, which is not super uncommon. They're like sister branches. Brother branches. When you say sister branches, all I can think about are drag queens. And I was just thinking about marine drag queens and navy drag queens, and Ooh, that they was could a turn whole that up. thing that happened in my head just now. I'm sure that Juan would not have been for that. I can guarantee you. He probably wouldn't have looked good in heels, anyways. So <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> um. So we start seeing like small ties to Laredo at this point. Like he made a friend that was a Marine who was from Laredo. Okay. So that's like the first Laredo connection that we have. Cause again, he's from Brownsville. Um, that guy became a really, really good friend of his and later goes on to be his best man. Like 
ties there. Anyways, um, so that guy, his like really good friend, his name is out there in the world. I'm not gonna name him. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Aside from like being a friend to this guy. He's a murderer. Right? Like, I don't feel like it's fair. His name's out there, but that seems pretty messed up. Like, I'm going to leave it out. He probably doesn't want to be associated with that. Not now. I hope not. (coughs) Unless he's one of those people that's like, he's a good guy. Um, He said that he had thought that, but he also hasn't talked to the media since. Like. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to either. mm, Some people do weird stuff. That's true. (laughs) You know, but. So I'm not going to name him, but. um. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't deserve it. But at 19, Juan was deployed to Kuwait, where he saw combat as a med tech. So we're just like stacking on. So he was dealing with the wounded. Yeah. So he saw some shit. Like, no no way he didn't see some shit in Kuwait. Um, He came home for leave May 2003. Uh, It was May 4th, 2003. And he ran into an old high school friend working at the mall. The friend's name was Daniela. They married the next year, and again, that friend was his best man at his wedding. So we're just kind of like doing the all-American thing, right? Military Mm -hmm. and marriage, like... And Christian football. Sportsing. Sportsing. And the sportsing. In 2005, so the following year after the wedding, Juan was transferred to the medical... Medicine Training Support Center. I don't I always want to call it medical, but it's not. The Medicine Training Support Center at Fort Sam Houston. And again, all the people stationed with him had like nothing but great things He's to say. He's a great guy. He's all American. Yeah. He's just a great fella. <laughs> He's a great gal. <laughs> <clears throat> In May 2009, Juan left the Navy and got a job offer from San- the San Antonio Police Department, but he opted instead to join Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan did his training at the Border Patrol Training Center in New Mexico, where he spent 58 days, which is apparently all the training it takes to be a Border Patrol agent. Awesome. It feels like not enough. Uh, it definitely feels like not enough. <laughs> 58 days. It's oddly specific also. Yeah. The last two days are for partying. <laughs> <laughs> rounded up to 60 <laughs> and it's at that training center where they taught him and issued the 40 caliber agency issued semi-automatic pistol and this is the same gun that they've been finding spent yes. shells yes at the murder sites 100 percent. yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so his first border patrol assignment was between laredo and san antonio um juan chased coyotes and drug mules are you familiar with coyotes yeah for everyone who's not, coyotes will often take money from families to get migrants across the Mexican border into the United States. They're super dangerous. They often traffic victims. They leave them to die in the desert. Um, they ransom. They will fucking take your money. Oh, 100%. 100%. And they will, like, hostage family members to get additional money. Like, it's really scary. Yeah. Um, and really fucked up. So, you know, he's he's going after, like, coyotes. The bad guys. And, yeah. yeah. And he's looking for stash houses, et cetera. And if that was all about Juan, then cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's not. So, <clears throat> during this time, he also received the master's degrees in international relations. It's 2013. In 2015, Juan moved to Laredo. 
Okay. All right. So he said that he wanted to rend medical aid to those attempting harsh desert, harsh desert crossings, like, again, from the Mexican border into right. the U.S. So he's telling everybody that he's coming at it because these poor migrants need his help. He's he's smoke screening, which is what a lot of psychopaths do. Yeah, and they he does try that later on to too. they have a public face. Like yeah. a, a carefully crafted public image. Well, to the point that they believe it. Like I'm a good person uh, because Yeah, and that's the scariest part about yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. That they believe their own lies. Mm-hmm. They literally believe that it's not a lie. That's the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so as the years passed, Juan also had reviews. So in 2010, Congress passed a law stating that Border Patrol agents have to have reviews every five years. They speak to people that you are close to and people that you're like super not close to. They're looking for red flags, seeing if you have abuses of power, etc. And he's passed those reviews. Hmm. Yeah. I guess they weren't good enough. <clears throat> um, <laughs> That's saying it lightly. I guess they weren't yep. good enough. <laughs> so as time goes on, Juan starts sending his friend, that was his best man, text messages about, like, the ups and downs of working for Border Patrol. Okay. Which, on its own, is fine. Like, you got to vent. But he's saying things like, I feel like I'm at war every day. Uh Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds like he's triggered. That sounds a little different than venting. Yes. Yes. I'm and at then, war every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he starts sending the same friend pictures of bones and skulls that he finds, like human bones that he finds in the desert. Whoa. Yeah. And has his friend, like, said anything to him? Like, this doesn't seem good? So his friend starts talking to his wife first, not oh. Juan's wife, like his own wife. Right. And it's like, sure. I think... Juan is suffering from PTSD. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. Like, I'm, I'm really worried, you know? Yeah. Um, he actually did send a, a text message to Juan saying, and this is a quote, Doc, anyways, Doc, <laughs> you're a good guy. You need to take care of yourself and your family. Have you thought about quitting Border Patrol? It is literally trying to be like, this shit seems like it's getting out of hand, dude. Yeah, like, this, this isn't good for you. We need to make different choices, Juan. Mm-hmm. Like, friend to friend, get out. Right. You know? And the quote back was, you know, I can't do that. I'm doing my best down here to help all the people who need help. Maybe I'm wrong, but, like, Juan and his friend were not, like, together all the time. But even for his friend to see enough in Juan to be, like, this to shit be is fucked up. Yeah. Like, Juan's not okay. Something's wrong. Like, it had to be bad. Yeah. Like, agreed. there had to be more to it than that. Like, you know when you see the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot oh, more yeah. underneath. Oh, yeah. If these are the things that were volunteered, right? there had to be some bad stuff. Yeah. In addition to that. I That's what I think. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So. And I mean, mental health is one of those things, right? That it's. It can start off some as something really small, and if you're not self-aware enough, or even if you are, sometimes it's out of your control. Now, I don't think that like it's okay to just go around murdering people. Like you need to get help. Mm-hmm, you need to say mm-hmm. something. Of course. But if a friend is telling you, "Hey, your mental health seems to be not it's okay," struggling. yeah, and your response is, "Oh, I'm helping people," that that 
right there is narcissistic to me. That's one of those signs where you're like, huh, so you think you're helping people, but really you're kind of deluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yep. That sounds very narcissistic no, to I me. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, like, clearly something's wrong, but his supervisors didn't think so, and they promoted him in 2017. Of course. Yeah. He's failing up. He's uh, a man. Of course he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could fail up. Not really, though. I don't. No. Yeah. Nope. Just kidding. Sounds terrible. Yep. Hard pass. But he was promoted to intelligence supervisor at the South Texas Border Intelligence Center. Okay. Yeah. Moving up in the world. Yeah. It is this promotion that put him on the details where the information was coming in because, you know, the Texas Rangers and the police departments are sending information to Border Patrol. Yeah. They're sending out those alerts. Right. They're wanting to, them to run plates and see if uh-huh. they can get information. Juan got all of that. Yeah, so he was one step ahead of the investigation. 100%. And yet still. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, what the fuck? But, I mean, I think it's, and I know I said it last time too, but, like, we don't see police departments, especially, like, state and federal, like, Homeland Security and Border Patrol and state agencies talking and the one time that they do in Texas and they're actually caring about sex workers, this fucker I know <laughs> is right there. It's horrifically ironic. Yes. And really sad. It is. Because it could have saved lives. Yep. It could have. And they, they were, were really doing trying. the right thing. Yeah. And he, being the piece of shit that he was, was intercepting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's upsetting 100 percent. yep so 2017 i just wanted to note here but by this time juan and danielle are still married and they have two young kids young kids damn yeah okay yep i didn't get a lot of information on his kids like yeah no we don't need to bring them into this. sins of the father yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it is not their it's not their fault, fault or, or problem. problem and it's yep. not the wife's either no. let's be really clear about that nope nope she probably had no idea like, maybe she thought he was struggling with, like, some issues from being in the service before. But I'm sure she had no idea of how bad it was. I can't imagine that she would. Yeah. You know? Um, so, at this point, like I said, they have two kids. He's, like, hunting and fishing with his friend. And he goes to church. And he's still carrying on he's this. He's still going to church during yeah, this? 100%. Oh, my God. He's still on that all-American, like, path. You know, like. Like Dennis Rader. Yeah, like BTK, just yep, chilling at church. It's it's like um, he's doing that thing that I didn't know that people did, but you told me that they do, where they like plan their lives out, and you have to like have kids by a certain age and have your career. Oh, because like, that's a very white thing. Yeah, I didn't know that people. And did you didn't that. grow up in that culture, and no. I did, and it was very like. But he's clearly on that path. Yeah, yeah. You got to own a house by a certain time. You got to have a specific career path. You need to have. X amount of kids, and you need to retire by a, this a certain age. It's, yeah, it's a very prescribed plan, and when you sounds yucky deviate from that, people kind of freak out. Well, he's all American, and he's mm. on that plan. Awesome. Only he's with the sight of murder. I mean, how often do we see that though? A lot. Yeah. Yep. Just saying. Just <laughs> something that I noticed. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Okay. So. As we go through, like, late 2017, early 2018, we start seeing more changes towards, like, the not-so-great, you know? 
Okay. Such as? So he really enjoyed fishing and hunting with his friend. Mm -hmm. And they had like a hunting lease. He gives it up in 2018. And his friend was like, come on. Like, we really like doing that together. And he goes, I can't. I have too much work. Like, what? Hmm. Yeah. Only things are exactly the same. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he didn't, he kept saying like he didn't have time. Um, he also started drinking heavily in public. I don't know a lot about his home life. I wasn't able to find a lot about that. I don't know if he was a drinker at home, but he definitely started in 2018 being a heavy drinker in public. In pu- what do you mean? Like, in public? like, like he would get shit faced at bars and like, this was a new, this was new behavior weird for him. Right. Guilty conscience. Maybe. I mean, this was before at least the first murders that we know of. Maybe like, um, like his mental health is deteriorating. Okay, for sure. Gotcha. For sure. Gotcha. Um, it was bad enough that the VA, V, wow, <laughs> the VA actually started prescribing him antipsychotics. Whoa. Yeah, and his friend kept telling him, like, dude, you have to stop drinking if you're taking these pills. Like, you yeah, cannot you can't do these mix things. Those. He did not stop drinking. Whoa. And he kept saying that, like, the pills make him feel untouchable. Uh-oh. Yeah. So now we're getting, like, a God complex? And we're mixing alcohol and prescription drugs. Yeah. Oh, that is a bad combo. It's not good. Nope. Nope. It's not good. And I just, I know we're going a little bit deep into his life, but I think it's all important. Yeah, that's super important. Because think about how that would change his overall behavior. Right. Those like, created two- or made, or is it a little bit of both? I think that he's having some help getting pushed over the line here by, you know, well-meaning doctors that are maybe not, they, I don't know that they have the full picture. I mean, you're only like, as good as what you tell your doctor. Right. So maybe they don't know that he's drinking with these crazy ass people. I don't think they, I don't think that. I don't think he would have volunteered that information. No. And I don't think that Juan is like a hundred on his own situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that makes it hard to, but so he's definitely drinking. He's on new medications. Um, August 30th of 2018, Juan's friend invites him over to watch like a preseason football game. Okay. I don't know. It said preseason. It sounded important. I don't know shit about football. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> it was a pre-something. For, Excuse me. For the sports ball. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was a game. Uh-huh. And Juan left early, which he like never did. And he just, he left saying that he had like an early morning shift and it was really unusual Uh for him to do that. But before he left, he made sure to show his friend a picture of like this brunette and said like, this is my mistress. Oh, and his friend was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you've got a wife and kids. And he was like, oh, it's not going to be any trouble. Like she knows I'm married. And then he bounces and his friend's like, the fuck just happened to me? (laughs) You know, like. Yeah, I mean, if you're friends with somebody for, like, an extended period of time and they act a certain way for that whole length of time and then all of a sudden they tell you that they're cheating on their spouse and they're publicly drinking and what are you going to do? Right, and, like, he may like, have genuinely so been much. a decent dude before this. I don't know. Maybe. Right. I mean, it had to have been buried in there somewhere, but... Right, but I mean, like, we're friend, exhibiting now. How are you going to respond to that? Right. Like... Are you going to be paralyzed and not do anything? Well, and it's or maybe you don't like, want to piss him off. Maybe you're scared. Or maybe you're like, because it's, he's been doing weird things now for the right. past couple of months. 
So you're, I don't know. I'd be worried. I'd be like, the fuck is happening? Where do you go? Right. You tell. Right. What What do you do? Sit his wife down and be like, hey, uh, your husband's cheating on you. Like, do you want to be the person to do that? Like, how many people realistically would do that? I know. Well, and to be quite honest, it would take me some time to figure that out, which his friend didn't have because four days later, a body is found. Okay. Right. And it is Melissa. And when he looks at the photo, he goes, that person in the photo of Melissa's photo when they ID her is the same person that was the photo that Juan said was his mistress. What? Yes. No fucking way. Yeah, he way. said uh, the resemblance was uncanny. Oh, my God. So now he's like, I think he might have killed somebody. Well, and at this point, he really didn't think that he had anything to do with it. He really was like. But also, if he just <clears throat> saw the picture the one time, he would be thinking to himself, like, is that the same person? And that's what he said. He was like, the resemblance was like a lot, but like. But you don't know for sure. because so you you're going to talk yourself out like of it. Once and you're like. No way, man. Like, that's just that's just a coincidence. Right? Like, like if your friend's going through a hard time, are you going to think that they're also a murderer? Nope. Like, that line is going to go real quick? Oh, no, no. I, I can't think of... Well, I can think of a few people that yeah. I used to know that maybe I would have thought that about, but I can't think of anybody right now that I'm friends with or that we're friends with where I'd be like, oh, um, they're acting a little strange and now they're murdering people. Like, it's such a large leap. That most people yep. wouldn't automatically jump to that conclusion. Yeah, going from like, oh, you know, he's having some issues with alcoholism. You know, maybe we're struggling with some addiction to he's murdering people. Right. Like that seems like a pretty big. That's a huge jump. Yeah. And it's out of character. Like yeah. this whole scenario is. And again, it was probably buried in there anyway, but we're exhibiting behaviors now that mm-hmm. are unusual. Yeah. In a very short amount of time. Yikes. Yeah. So things are progressing quickly. Yep. So now we're back to the murders. Okay. So I just wanted to give a little bit of like, that's a lot that is happening with one. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot that's happening with one, but I thought it was important to at least get some background. I, yeah, I agree. And it, it walks important. us like right back into this present moment of like finding, you know, murdered women. Yeah. You know? Okay. So he's in custody. He is refusing to speak at first and eventually, fucking Juan, he goes, okay, but can I have a photo of my family? I just want to continue to be able to look at them. And then he makes them promise that he can keep this photo while he's awaiting trial. Okay. Yep. And so they do it because, like, okay, like, that's a strange request. That's, I don't even know what to say to that. It's so, especially since like, like what do they have to do with this? You fucking asshole. He's just trying to humanize himself. I don't think he actually gave a shit. Yeah, no, obviously <clears throat> not. He was man- trying to manipulate them in the dumbest way possible. Right? Right. Like his wife and two young children have nothing to do with this. No. So fuck off. And you should it. leave them the fuck out of it. Also, you clearly don't care about them. If clearly that's what not. you're doing. I know. Yeah, no, fuck off. Ugh, gross. So, I mean, it, I didn't say anything that said they obliged, but I would imagine that they did. Yeah, um, if that's what's going to get you your confession, yeah. sure, why not? And he does start talking after yeah, that, so I'm assuming. sounds like it. Yep. So it was about eight hours long. Um, when they played the tape at trial, it was like nine and a half hours. 
but I think he started talking at like an hour and a half in. Damn. Or so. So it's eight-ish hours long. And like he gave them information always presenting himself as like a hero. Nope. Like he totally thought that this was justified. Uh, how? Hmm. Well, we'll get there. Don't you worry. Okay. But he said, well, we'll get there now. He said that he grew, <laughs> t- he grew tired of the police in the area and that said they weren't doing their jobs because there were still sex workers on the avenue and it was his job to do, quote, clean up the streets. Oh, just taking out the garbage, eh, buddy? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So did we sexually assault them too? No. Just, we're just taking out the trash? Start with yourself. <laughs> Just as a suggestion, <laughs> do us all a favor and start right there. <laughs> Leave everybody else out of it. I did not expect you to say that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I wish you guys could have seen her little hand movement that she did with that. <laughs> like it was a light bulb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all the people in the story, one is the garbage. <laughs> Yeah, like they, those women were not hurting anybody. No, they were they were struggling. They were struggling through life, and yes, like they were having problems. But that doesn't give you the right to just treat them as garbage. They were not garbage. No. He, on the other hand, uh, yeah, sounds like he can fuck straight off. <laughs> he can definitely fuck straight off and take himself to the garbage. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So he, you know was like if the if the whole police force can't do it i can bravo delusions of grandeur yeah again with the narcissism (laughs) yeah seriously this guy is completely full of himself oh i know i know ortiz who's not a doctor and then he makes me so mad i know said and just to flash back to uh part one this whole time also he's making fun of the officers that couldn't catch him remember oh yeah yeah and he's talking about like took two two additional officers and I outran them and they probably just need to work out more and he's laughing. (laughs) I know. What a dumb cunt. Think about that. I just, this guy really gets under my skin And he says all of that like he didn't spend three hours in the back of a red pickup truck making weird Facebook messages to people. (laughs) Just (laughs) hanging out. Like, okay. (laughs) Weirdo. So, and then he gets, like, quiet, and he's like, so, you probably haven't even found the fourth victim yet, or the other body yet. You probably even know there's another body. Oh, my God. And the officers are like, okay. Because, no, they did not know that there was a fourth victim to Juan. And he gets very, like, again, you can you can hear his... You can you can find the whole thing, but you can hear like this segment too. Dateline did a really good one too, where you can hear him talk. But um, he he leans in and he's like he gives them like information about where she is behind a gravel mound, and like while he's talking, detectives are like writing down the information and like bouncing out to try to find her, yeah, and keep him talking. 
You know what I mean? He's just giving it all. Why oh, yeah. Not? Just get to well, do he, the thing a is, he's not ashamed. Keep him talking. No, he thinks he's doing the world a, a public favor. service. Yeah, exactly. He already said that. Exactly. He, he was like, oh, I'm doing the cops a favor. That's basically his whole I'm attitude sorry, I don't about think this. They asked you, bro. Even if they had, they're, what the fuck? I know. None of this is okay. Yep. Um, so they do find her. Um, it, her name is Janelle. Her family knows her as Janelle. I think her her name to people that she worked with on the avenue was Nikki. Okay. Uh, last name Enrique. Okay. Um, they find her shot with a forty caliber casing next to her body. God damn. Yep. So just a little bit about Janelle. Janelle was a beautiful 29-year-old trans woman. She had the full support of her family. They loved her to pieces. Yeah. Um, she was buried in a glittery right a glittery red dress, uh, just like the one that Aretha Franklin was buried in. She had seen it and told her family that if anything ever happened to her, she wanted to be buried in a red dress like that. Oh and God. so they obliged for her funeral. Um, she was a huge, huge advocate and voice of encouragement for her little sister. And I'm not going to name her sister, but yeah. it's out there. But um, she wanted her sister to get good grades in high school and go on to college and like really make something of her life. She even helped her little sister set goals, like attainable goals Aww. on her way. And um, she said sometimes that Janelle would tell her, like, I'm really sorry I failed you as a brother. And her quote is, but you never failed me as a sister. Oh, my God. You were always there for me. I got really emotional about it. Um, Yeah. So she also wanted... A piece of walking fecal matter killed her. Yeah. Yep. Fuck this guy. Yep. Um, And her sister says that she hopes Janelle knows how proud she is of her. Wow. I know. That's awful. Yep. Um, she was, Janelle was unhoused and her family says too, like it was really, it was really hard when it was like cold or rainy and they would wonder where she was, but she wasn't in a place where she wanted help from her family. You know what I mean? Well, she was probably trying to be a responsible adult regardless yep. of what circumstances she was living in. And I'm sure that that was really hard for her to deal with. Yeah. Yep. On a personal level. Like, you don't want to, after a certain age, you don't want to be living with your parents, yeah. regardless of what life has thrown at you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but she was, she was trying to get some money, which is what, just why she went with Juan that day. Damn. Yeah. Um, so she was, she was a beautiful person, as were they all. Yep. Um, so Juan is still giving his detailed confession all proud of himself yeah just yakking it up oh 100 percent talking bro um and so just we're gonna go through the timeline this is through his eyes obviously Mm -hmm. the victims can't speak um it sounds pretty accurate but i wanted want everyone to know that this is like from his point of view okay you know what i mean yeah and i'm trying yeah and um listening through his confession i'm trying to pick out things that are fact okay you know, or as close to what we Minus think might be. Minus his narcissistic delusions of Self-righteous grandeur. bullshit. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Here's what this dirt bag actually did. Yeah. Yep. Got it. All right. So September 3rd, 2018. Juan picks up Melissa, as he'd done before, as we know. You know, they all said that he was a regular. Okay. You know? Um, so he picks up Melissa. 
she is she does struggle with addiction so he buys her drugs they get into his truck they use she passes out he is pissed that she passes out in his truck like the anger zero to 100 when she comes to she says that she needs to use the bathroom he pulls over she gets out he shoots her in the head my god yeah like that fast and he shoots her in the back of the head and if you recall, like, when they found her, she was still clutching a bag of Skittles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. She never even knew what was coming. Oh, no. At least there's that. Yeah. Like, some small mercy is that she probably wasn't scared. Right. And it was probably over very quickly. As fucked that's up about as it was. That's about all that's good about that. Yep. Is the fact that it was over very yep. quickly. You're right. What a piece of shit. Yep. And so he leaves that feeling like justified you know fuck this guy yep so that was september 3rd 10 days goes by september 13th juan picks up claudine and if you recall from part one the police are looking for claudine right because her mom had seen her you know that morning before Mm -hmm. melissa was even reported missing um they just wanted some information because they knew they knew each other and that they worked the same avenue Mm -hmm. you know which means that juan knew Right. They were looking for her. Right. Because that information was being circulated to Border Patrol as well as the police. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So Juan picks up Claudine and it was like super clear that Melissa was on her mind. Obviously, you know, they knew each other. She'd been murdered. Like, why wouldn't it be mm-hmm. on her mind? Um, and Juan offers to take her to where they find found Melissa's body. And the closer they get, the more panicked Claudine gets to the point where Juan says that she was like rocking back and forth and saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. You're probably the killer. Like, I don't want to go with you. And, you know, um, he pulls over, asks her to get out and he shoots her in the head just a couple miles from where Melissa was found. So that's how she got out there. Yep. and remember she was alive when the police found her and then died later on that evening right in the hospital okay so the next day september 14th so we went we were escalating so fast yeah yeah yep so september 14th juan picks up erica erica is the woman who gets away remember so they end up going to a gas station and she like slips out of her shirt and runs does that crazy toddler move and yeah. bounces yep like a bad bitch <clears throat> yep yeah. okay so now we have some information on the timeline that we didn't have before because at this point when they end up doing the manhunt for one they only think there are two bodies right right when they start this process right um so we're at the gas station after he leaves the gas station so after erica runs to the patrol officer who's mm-hmm. pumping gas off duty um he goes home, which is something that people didn't expect. Like, officers didn't expect that that's what was going to happen when they set up the bolo after they were talking to right. Erica, right? So he goes home, and he gets more ammo. Oh, my like God. Like, a lot more ammo. Shit. hmm hmm And he said that since Erica got away, he knew that they would start looking for him. And so he wanted to, like, hasten his actions. You know, because he's got some holy charge or some shit. Right. right. He's cleaning up the streets. Right. And so he knew they were coming for him. 
So he wanted to just do what he could. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. So fucking psycho. I know. So he gets more ammunition and he goes back to the avenue and he picks up Griselda. (sighs) Yep. So now we're just after midnight. So September 15th, he drives her 20 miles up I-35, demands she gets out at an underpass or like an overpass and he shoots her twice in the neck. He then hits her in the head with a blunt object and leaves her and immediately goes back to the avenue. To get somebody else? Yes. And he comes across two women. One of them happens to be Janelle. So he comes up to two women and he asks them who wants to be his date for the night. Janelle steps forward. She gets in the car. She He drives her like 15 miles up I-35. He pulls over. He demands she walks behind a pile of gravel where he shot her in the head. So we are two women in less than two hours. Jesus Christ. Yep. And then he drives back to town. Stops at the gas station. That is when that officer sees his truck and recognizes it from the bolo. Watches him go inside unarmed. And that's when they wait. That's when he's like, you're freaking me out, man. Okay. Right. So when they caught up to him at the gas station, he had just come from shooting Janelle. Okay. So of course they hadn't found her yet. No. What a cocky little shit. Yeah. They had just found Griselda. Right. Like 10 minutes after that. for some reason in my mind, all that happened with Erica, like, Mm Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that all happened in my mind at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it didn't. There was a separation there. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick. It was But quick, there was a separation there. But there was a there. separation. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that makes a little more sense mm-hmm. now. hmm Gotcha. Yep. So, this whole time, he's still speaking of these murdered women like they're nothing. Like, they're just objects. Like, they're, like, they deserved it. That's how he's talking. And it's really, really fucked up. But they keep him talking. You know? Absolutely. Because they want to know. Yeah. They want to know everything. Also, they've got to build a really strong case because with his history of being involved in law enforcement and the military, it's probably going to be pretty hard. Yeah. With high marks. Yeah. To get a jury to convict this guy. So they need everything they can get. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Juan, Obs, is arrested <laughs> and he's charged with capital murder. Yeah. I saw three counts of capital murder, but I, I don't know why. It, why wouldn't it be first degree? Okay. Well, capital murder and first degree, very similar. It's capital in Texas is what they call it. Oh, okay. So yeah. So it's like it, the highest. It's premeditated. Yeah. still. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know if it was a typo because it was a couple of news sources that said three counts, but he murdered four people. I don't know why it wouldn't be four counts of capital murder. Um, but either way, okay. he was charged with capital murder. His defense. <laughs> so he goes, he goes to trial in 2022. Um, so really recent, his defense tries to paint him as like this broken, sad man. And <laughs> says that his confession was coursed. no, no, it wasn't. How, though? They were just sitting there taking notes, it sounds like. Yeah. They gave him a picture of his like family, and then he just vomited out happy what happened. to talk about what he was doing. Oh, yeah, because he was proud of himself. Yeah, because he's a narcissistic little fucker. Yep. Like, he's a psychopath that's proud of what he's doing. Uh, um, from... He's excited to tell his story. 
in one of his phone calls from prison to his wife, oh god, he says, I'm just a little bit worried about that confession tape. From my understanding, they're also still married. No. I didn't see anywhere that said nope. they weren't. That's where I gotta draw the line. Listen, if your spouse fucks around with little kids or murders people or is a rapist get the fuck out do not stay with them there there are rare cases where i think you should maybe try to support your spouse if they're incarcerated if it's something like a marijuana charge or something stupid stupid that you know they're innocent right right of course but this guy's not innocent no and if you start stay married to somebody like that you are an idiot yeah I don't, I don't care what you come up with. I don't with know as what benefit excuse. there would be to that. You <clears throat> are an idiot for staying with somebody like that. Yep. Don't think for one second that you're safe with them. You're yeah. not. And I did some searching just a couple of days ago and I didn't see anything that said that she'd filed for divorce. Maybe she did. I didn't see anything that she did. Let's um, hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. So late 2022, Juan is found guilty of capital murder yep. after only five hours of deliberation. Yep. Sounds about right. The victim's families requested no death penalty. And since death penalty is off the table, that is an automatic life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Yep. Um, Griselda's brother said, and I quote, I could wake up every day of my life and know that he's in there. I know that he's going to suffer in there. And I know that it's hard. Good. I'm glad that the families feel like there's a little bit of justice here. Yep. Well, so many families do not get that. And so yep. I'm glad that they are getting that. Yep. And if you recall, Griselda's brother is Joey. He's the one who spent yeah. 23 years incarcerated. Yeah, I remember. He knows. Yeah. Um, he, Juan spent this time laughing at the victim's families. Um, he laughed at Melissa's mom when she went to give her victim impact statement. He has absolutely zero remorse. Wow. Yeah. And I hope that he has a really big boyfriend. <laughs> when Melissa's mom comes up and he laughs at her. Holly and he, agrees. Did you hear that? It's she was a little all, snore. Oh. Um, <laughs> he laughs at her and she looks at him and just starts screaming. And, and mostly in Spanish, but essentially she just starts screaming that he's a murderer. And um, they did not pull her from the courtroom. They let her finish, which is great. Wow. That's, <clears throat> that's almost unheard of. Yeah. Well, it's her impact statement. You know, but, uh, yeah. Oh. So four murdered women, one totally traumatized woman, um, two kids. Well, all of these women had children except yeah. for Janelle. Um, but she had family. She had a sister. So the amount of victims that we have here, not to mention his own children are like the ripples in this pond to say are so far reaching. And to him, it's funny. It's funny. Wow, what a fuckwad. Yeah, I think he still probably feels like he did the right thing. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So just to, to end on the women's names that he murdered, we had Melissa Ramirez, 29, Claudine Ann Lura, 42, Griselda Cantu, 35, and Janelle, 29. Damn. Okay, well... Sorry again that it took us a while to um, get to part two, but I think it was worth it. And that was really good. And I'm glad that he's behind bars. I mean, it's good that we're talking about this. It's good that we're getting this out there. It's good that we're talking about the victims. And and not for nothing, but like um, a big 
and I don't say this often to law enforcement agency, but a good kudos to those agents who felt that every single one of these women was important enough to check. Mm-hmm. And to our homegirl. Ah, Priscilla, LaGordy <laughs> Loca. Shout out, LaGordy Loca. Your biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm losing my voice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Um, um, I'm Maggie. And I'm Janelle. And 